Olive Branch Police Department, and you'll listen to OB Pod, my favorite podcast. This is Battalion Chief Dan Phillips with the Olive Branch Fire Department, and you're listening to the OB Pod, my favorite podcast. Afternoon, Cash. Afternoon, Zach. How we doing, brother? Enjoying the best day ever yourself. I am doing good, man. Doing good. It's a it's a good day. It's Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. Uh, it's a good day to celebrate with your family, your wives, your moms. And if you don't, you know, you can still celebrate and just have them in your heart and have them in your mind, man. Exactly. You know the difference between in-laws and outlaws? I don't know, brother. Tell me. Outlaws are wanted. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I can uh, I can say this already because I don't have any in laws. So this is true. You are running solo <laughs> these days. But uh, so, how was your week? It was pretty good. My brother came into town. We were supposed to destroy a disc golf competition, but it got canceled due to our dominance. So we just hung out with each other. Had a little early Mother's Day for our mom last night and. A breakfast this morning, which I, I will leave it there because Cracker Barrel might have the slowest service in the world. Yeah, that's. Uh, I remember you telling me about it, and it was pretty rough. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll leave that alone for right now. It's just crazy because they served all of their to-go orders first instead of the people in the restaurant. I, I don't understand it. But okay, I lied. I said I was going to leave it there. Now I will leave it there. <laughs> now we're done with yeah, that. Yeah, huh? now we're done with it. Well, um, I can tell you this. My week was state testing. Ooh. And then there was more state testing. So is that still just a whole bunch of ACTs or is it the writing parts now? Yeah, no. It, I mean, it's broken up in individual subject areas and so on. Very similar in some retrospects. It's just uh, it's a tough week for everybody. It's kind of the culmination of everything. And it's also really the end of school. Anybody who says anything different is basically talking out the side of their head. <laughs> this is when the kids are done. Yeah. Teachers are done. The school is done. It's everything just- after this is formality. And especially for a high school, this is when you're prepping for graduation, seniors' last days, things of that nature. So it's a big deal. We just had prom. It's just that kind of week. Hey, I get it. And especially with graduation around the corner. So you got to enjoy it a little bit. Absolutely. But I do want to say from Cash and I, we want to wish all the moms and women out there, whoever you are, if you're a mother, classify yourself as a mother, whatever, we want to say happy Mother's Day to you. Uh, It means a lot. It is an important holiday. And so we definitely want to make sure we brought that to attention. Exactly. Because sometimes you just don't get the recognition that you deserve. Absolutely. Guys, now if you really want to go over the top as a gift for your mom, then you might be wanting to talk to Team Couch and be looking to buy her a house. Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe that, that might have been a good lead-in for an ad. But, <laughs> but guys, really, in all seriousness, if you are looking to try to buy or sell a house in this market, which is so hot, make sure you understand this is probably going to mean that we're going to have multiple offers. And if you have a realtor team that's inexperienced, doesn't know what they're doing, this could lead to a lot of problems and a lot of heartache, especially if you are a seller. If you want to get noticed out there, be careful using that for sale by own. Sometimes having the right realtor team can give you the right kind of exposure to make sure you're getting the right kind of offers as well as that team is going to take care of you to navigate those offers for which one is actually the best for you. And that might not mean the one that gives you top dollar. That might be the one that best fits you in your current situation. And that's really what's most important. Trust me, Brian and his team have numerous years of experience, sold more houses than you can shake a stick at, and they've been doing it for over 60 years. This is the team you want to work with. Go ahead and give them a call at 662-449-1700 or visit them at teamcouch.com and make sure you ask them about the free market analysis so you know that you are starting at the highest point possible. Guys, up next, we have our motivational message. And as always, I think you're going to enjoy and we're going to go to it now. Let me introduce you to the concept of success. Then 
Franklin was a pretty smart guy, and I want to start with a quote by him. If you do tomorrow what you did today, you will get tomorrow what you got today. You want to know what that means? The average American makes between 3 and 5% more each year. That's the deal. And in today's economy, I'm not sure we're going to make the 3 to 4 to 5% next year as employees. So it takes you 20 years to double your income in America as an average person. That's the mediocrity that we're stuck in in life. And then you meet people who have the uncanny ability to double their income in a year. To get promoted five times in a year. The ones that beat the system. The ones that conquer it. You've all seen them, haven't you? The difference between them and the ones that don't do that is that they wake up in the morning and they think differently. They understand that if I do tomorrow what I did today, I'm going to get tomorrow what I got today. You want a bigger car? How about a nice house in Tahiti? Sure, would you love a nice house in the hills? We all want better things, don't we? We all want more friends, more stuff, more money, more security, more travel, more enjoyment. If you do the same thing tomorrow that you did today, you're stuck. Stuck. And it doesn't and it grows a little at a time and you get a taste of success but it's never fast enough it never excites you and when it does it's a good month or a good two months or a good three months but it doesn't provide a trajectory that creates success so the first thing I want you to think about today is I want you to wake up tomorrow and do something different and understand if you do the same damn thing you're stuck just because you did it a certain way yesterday there's no reason to do it that way today it's always nice to get a message like that to give you that energy you need to start off your week you're right cash and there's nothing better to have a message to really get you off the couch and maybe make some life changes or decisions and one of those could be a new career one of our best sponsors is Michael Hatcher and Associates. They are a local business that has been a part of this community for a long time that gives back and they have amazing job opportunities that are right for everyone. If you need a change or you're looking for something different or you already have experience in the field, which is a bonus, then I would go check them out at HatcherLandscape.com. They have several positions available. We have mentioned them every week and we'll continue to do so. And that is account managers, estimators, project managers, foremen, irrigation techs, mechanics, even crew members. And most of the jobs pay anywhere between $14 to $16 starting pay. And if you're in one of those specialized positions or have experience, it could be anywhere from $20 or more. There are benefits. There's stock options after working for so long. And you said with a company that says they hire for life. What's better than that? If you're interested in this, you need to call Gabby, who is a recruitment specialist, at 662-755-3207. And remember, you can always check them out at HatcherLandscape.com. All right, so now we're going to move on to announcements. And our first one is a massive one. I'm very excited to say that I have been in contact with both mayoral candidates, Don Hall and Ken Adams, and they have agreed to join OB Pod at the end of the month for a major mayoral discussion. This is going to be a discussion like no other. It is going to be one that's going to ask questions that truly are at the heart of what people in this city and town and area want to know when it comes to how Olive Branch is going to move forward under new leadership. And some of those questions may even come from our listeners. If you feel like you have a hot button question that you need answered, go ahead and email us at theobpodcast at gmail.com or you can post it on our social media, Facebook or Twitter 
at obpod. There was an alderman meeting earlier this week on May the 4th. It was a fast and short meeting that happened on Tuesday. They congratulated Michelle Taylor for a lot of the outstanding work that she does each and every week for the past 30 years by cleaning up the sides of the streets once a week. She got a massive round of applause as she deserves. And you can see a lot of what she does on the Olive Branch Bulletin Board on Facebook. The only other thing that was talked about before they went into executive session was a house in disarray that was granted extension until June the 2nd. Speaking of disarray, it reminds me of one of our sponsors, Rodman Properties, and they are a company that deals with houses that are in disarray or have damage or need repair. Bottom line is, is there's a lot of people out there who have houses that have more work than they want to fool with or given to them either in a divorce or a loss of a loved one, and they just don't want to have the time or patience to spend when it comes to getting it ready to go for sale, and they just want to get it off their hands quick. Rodman Properties is the kind of place you want to talk to. You can check them out at ibuydesoto.com. They do a lot of great things for the community because a lot of the houses they buy, sell, or actually turn into rental properties do a great thing for the community as they update them to beautify the community they're in. This is not something that's normal or typical because they are a local company that cares about the community. I strongly encourage you to go check them out. That is iBuyDeSoto.com. Our next announcement is about the widening of Craft Road, which is set to begin at the end of this month. This project is going to go on through the end of February, and it is going to take place from Bethel Road and continue to Harrier Drive. Cash, did I hear you correctly? That is eight to nine months to complete less than a mile of road. And not only that, it's really 0.6 when I do a little Google map here on my phone. I'm very curious to see how long this is actually really going to take. I mean, unless they're out there with gardening shovels and little hand rakes, I can't imagine it taking nearly that long. We're going to keep an eye on this, and we'll let you know if there's any future updates. Cash, our next announcement's not really Olive Branch-centric, but I got to tell you, gosh dang it, it needs to be. Darren Musselwhite of South Haven has announced they are destroying the TGI Friday in front of the Malco DeSoto and replacing it with a Whataburger. This is one of those things where I have a love-hate with because I truly do love Whataburger. I've been able to eat it many of times in my life, but man, this traffic is about to be insane. It's almost like we need to be playing funeral procession music right now <laughs> for anyone who's going to travel down Goodman Road near Airways. Yeah, I mean, towards the end of this year, it's at least one time it is going to be backed all the way to Sweeney just for people trying to get into Whataburger. I agree. I agree. So the main reason I want to bring this up was is that... Um, we I, want one here in Olive Branch is the yeah, main reason. Uh, amen, brother. Amen. You know, praise to the choir. Yay. <laughs> all that. We definitely like to get a Whataburger and as well as maybe another one or two restaurants in the area, especially around the Old Town area, to kind of create a little bit of a nightlife or entertainment area or a place you can just go have a good meal and walk yeah. around you know it's a beautiful area love to see that kind of stuff so that's kind of reason i added to the announcement and something you may want to hear from your mayoral candidates absolutely but while we are here talking about burgers what are your top three and i feel like we are highly qualified to give this kind of assessment have you seen this physique <laughs> that we got right here there's a lot of years of experience when it comes to this yes. kind of stuff now are you talking about fast food or dine-in or what i'm talking about drive-through pickup window they are throwing a bag into your car they want you out of there so fast this is pretty easy for me my top three burgers believe it or not Whataburger is one of them the Wendy's Baconator is another huge favorite. And believe it or not, I am a huge fan of the Sonic Double Bacon Cheeseburger. Those three are my three go-to burgers for the area. I Oh, well, for the area. So that is going to knock out one of mine because I have been out west and enjoyed a lot of delicious Double Doubles, a.k.a. in and out 
And if we're going to go with that, I think I got the same top three as you if we're going with purely local because there's something special about a Wendy's Baconator. I don't know if it's the sauce or whatever. It's but the bacon. It's the like, I, it is <laughs> it's the bacon legit. 100%. <laughs> and legit. I mean, Sonic just seasons their burger, I think, better than anyone else in the area. All right. So if any of y'all want to advertise with OB Pod, make sure you contact. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway. Guys, our next announcement is going to be, of course, again, the last time you have to hear it from us, and that is DeSoto County's Household Hazardous Waste Day, which will be on Saturday, May 15th at 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Lander Center. Guys, what is household hazardous waste? Well, hazardous waste that is unused or leftover portions of products containing toxic chemicals. Any product which is labeled caution, poisonous, toxic, flammable, or corrosive should not be disposed in your regular household trash. If you're wanting to get rid of your e-waste, your rubbish, or your tires, the drop-off location is the DeSoto County Rubbish Facility. And that is at 5255 West Sandage Road in Olive Branch. And they're open from 7.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. on Monday through Friday, as well as Saturday 8 to 2. Now, if you want to get rid of oil, there is a drop location at the Eastern Maintenance Shop as at 10947 Highway 178 in Olive Branch. And they are open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. When you get done dropping off all your trash, your garbage, and if you notice some of your floors or areas of your home need some extensive cleaning, guys, we want to suggest you go check out DeSoto Cleaning. Brian and his crew specialize in tile and grout, hardwood, and they even do steam cleaning carpet. This is a big deal because if you've ever tried to rent one of those jokers at the Home Depot or any other stain market company, you know that those things are no fun to add water, dump it, clean it, do all that kind of stuff. Then you have to drive it back and realize you paid all that when the reality of it is you could have saved a ton of cheddar if you just called Brian and let them take care of everything with a professional attitude as well as they're local. So they're going to take care of you. Lastly, you can even get a discount. If you mention OB Pod, you get 15% off or if you're a first responder, such as police or even military experience, you can mention that and get 20% off. Don't hesitate now. Go to Facebook and look up DeSoto Cleaning for all their contact information. That wraps up our announcements, and we have a terrific episode lined up for you with interviews with Police Chief Gamage, Fire Battalion Chief Phillips, and Lewisburg High School Principal Chris Perkins. Cash, I can't believe how awesome this episode has turned out. If you really look at it, these are three giant leaders of the community and i think people are going to be really impressed with the information they give and all the accolades they bring to the table when you hear all this it's it's going to be a great show i hope y'all enjoy the fact of the week is brought to you by rob long and desoto county museum located in hernando on commerce street across from the area 51 ice cream shop by the way which is fantastic we have a special edition today and it's called who are these people we will be posting some photos on all the branch from years ago, and one of these pictures has four people in it that the museum is desperately trying to identify. If you know one of them or can help identify, please check with Rob at the museum because he is going to be giving away an awesome picnic-style lunch to the person that helps. Check out our Facebook page or our Twitter page to find the photos and details on how to contact Rob for your chance to get that lunch. <laughs> Do you think you're paying too much for insurance or you're tired of not actually getting an agent when you call? I think it might be time to switch to the home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Josh McIntyre is our local agent and supports our schools, our local businesses, community, and even takes care of all our insurance needs. That's home, life, and auto. Give him a call today, 662-893-5250, or visit him at his office at 6901 Cockrum Road, which is Highway 305. How you doing this afternoon, Chief Gamage? 
I'm doing fine, Cash. How are you? Oh, I'm enjoying the best day ever. Thank you for asking. I appreciate you making a little bit of time on your busy schedule for me. Absolutely. I, I guess I didn't realize how busy a police chief can be. I know I've seen you at a lot of the aldermen meetings and doing other things around the city, but my goodness, you are a busy man. Pretty busy, uh, you know, making sure that we keep our policies in place. That's one thing uh, at the Olive Branch Police Department. We are nationally accredited. My job is to set the policies and uh, for the police department. Not only that, you know, I'm very busy with, with some of these state associations I'm a part of. I'm Governor Bryan back in 2014 appointed me to the Mississippi Standards and Training Board, which we set the training uh, standards and curriculum for law enforcement and certify all law enforcement agencies across the state of Mississippi. And in 2019, uh, Governor Reese reappointed me to that term. So I'm real busy doing that. And also Mississippi Chief Association Board, where we uh, try to stay busy uh, implementing policy for, for other agencies across the state. So I have a lot going on. Wow, it definitely sounds like it. And it is nice to know that we are in good hands seeing that you are setting a lot of these policies and making sure that the community safe is around us. And I've seen you around the city. I know we talked about that a second ago, but you've done so much to reach out to the community with your coffee with the chief before COVID was happening. And you've given us these storybook readings every Thursday night. Were these products of your own design? Yes. You know, uh, Cash, I started this back in 2009. I thought it was so important that we connect with the community. And what better way to do it than through community relations? You know, get out in the, in the community. I'm very community-oriented, police chief. Uh, I believe in that. And I started that program, and it has grown over the years. And, uh, and you know, to, you know, to reach our our young people through our mentoring programs that we have. We have several different programs uh, through our community relations. Unfortunately, because of COVID-19, we have not been able to do a lot of those. Our camps, uh, you know, we have a camp bill where we have over 100 kids each year to go through our our camp. We have our lead program, which is law enforcement assistant and directing our uh, youth. Uh, we have that program. So we have a lot of programs going on for our youth. Not only for them, we also have a lot of community relations programs for our citizens here in Olive Branch. Our Citizen Police Academy class, where we host two classes a year, one in the spring, one in the fall. We also go out to uh, our different businesses, and we have state instructors to go out and be involved with them a homeowners association, a neighborhood watch that we, we do each and every month. So we have a lot going on with those programs, uh, but I think the most important one is uh, connecting with the community with our public safety night out that we have each year in October where we actually we have safety vendors come in and, and actually connect with the citizens, and uh, it, that's a great time of year. And we have over 2,000 people uh, each year. That is amazing to hear that you were able to put so many of those programs together because one of the things I wanted to ask you about was how do you make citizens feel safer? Because sometimes 
unfortunately, people don't always feel safe around police officers. But you going out and being in the community, setting these programs for citizens to get to know who's protecting them, sounds like you're already getting ahead of that. You know, and, and Cash, you know, you know with, with the climate the way it is over the nation now, when it comes to law enforcement, you know, I sit and I listen to different uh, police chiefs and when they say they want to implement this program and this program in the community. You know, I sit back and I say, you know, wow, we're already doing that. You know, we're reaching our community in a positive way. We, you know, we're in a community where things are going good. We don't wait till things go bad. And hopefully we have a, uh, you know, they'll know that, that, that we're going to do the right things when things happen. Are we a perfect police department? Absolutely not. Uh, but if we follow policy, we, we have 189 policies that we follow daily because we are nationally created through Khalil. And so uh, that's the Commission on Law Enforcement Agencies across the nation. Because of that, you know, we, we the liabilities down, and we also uh, have pause and make sure we're doing things the right way. That is fantastic to hear, knowing that we are in the best of hands possible and that you are doing everything you can to make sure that we continue to be in safe hands. Yeah, we're going to continue to do that. Law enforcement, uh, you know, the climate is not good now. This is a tough job. You know, we have to stay prayed up. That's one thing we believe in. We have a weekly devotion once a week, uh, strictly volunteer. We have a uh, six chaplains that's certified through the International Association of Chaplains, which are our local pastors here in the area. Uh, they come in and they, they pray for the officers. We have Bible class. And, and so we, we, we believe in that. And in order to, to, to be successful, we got to stay prayed up. Yes, sir. I couldn't agree more. And, and knowing that you already have all of these programs and policies in place, what is your vision for the community and for the safety of Olive Branch, especially with the annexation looming? We, you know, most people know we, we did get an annex, uh, another 18.8 miles, mm-hmm. and uh, about another 6,600 residents and 23 uh, homes. And so one thing that we're going to be doing is reaching out to this, this new area, let them know that what, we, what we're doing. Uh, visibility is something that's big for me. Make sure we stay out in the community. You know, we won't, like I said, we're a community-oriented police department. If an officer working in that ward, he's going to stop out there if he sees somebody working in the yard and, and say, hey, I'm Officer Wilson, and I'll be working out in this ward for the next 30 days. Here's my business card. If you need anything, call me. Things of that nature. So, so we, we want to connect with it with the new area, let them know some of the programs that that that, that, we, that we do and that has been successful for us, and hopefully they'll come on board and, and make it a safe, safe community because we want them to know what we do, why we do, and how we do things here, and we can't do what we do without the help of our citizens, and, uh, and hopefully they'll be a part of our Citizen Police Academy class where they'll know what to look for and how they can help the police department going forward. Man, that is amazing to hear. And I cannot thank you enough for giving me some of your time. Is there anything else that you would like to touch on? No, Cash, I just want to thank you for what you do and commend you for the job you do. And we're in a process now trying to cover our new annexation area. And and we're going to be ready on day one. 
to provide those services to the citizens of, of the new uh, annex area. And I believe you're going to continue to do the best job that is available here in Olive Branch. Thank you so much. All right. Well, I hope you have a good day. Thank you, Cash. Is planning your summer getaway becoming too much of a hassle? Then reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher of Magical Destinations. Whether it's a trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or a tropical getaway, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destination is locally owned in Hernando, so give them a call today at 662-469-6304, or you can find them on Facebook or Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. Cash Lovett here with Battalion Chief Dan Phillips. How are you doing today? Doing good, Cash. How are you doing? Oh, enjoying the best day ever and couldn't be more excited to sit down with you and talk a little bit about Olive Branch and just the fire department in general because y'all don't get a lot of love or talk about in the area. Yeah, we don't really get that much publicity. We get plenty, I think, from a lot of uh, citizens. We are out there serving the community every day. Uh, We have 107 total personnel working in the fire department in different roles. We have approximately 96 personnel that are active and on duty that work 24 hours a day on different shifts that are out there serving the community, whether they're either a firefighter or a paramedic. And we also have a staff that works from 8 o'clock to 5 o'clock, and they are in the roles of doing inspections. Uh, We also have the fire marshal up there and our chief and our deputy chief. Oh, wow, that is a massive staff that I don't think I was necessarily prepared to hear about. Yeah, most people don't realize just the numbers it takes to operate a fire department. Uh, It's quite a bit more than people usually realize. Our department, we have five different stations. We have five engine companies, and those are what people would normally recognize with a fire department, a fire engine. We have two ladder trucks that we operate full-time, and we also have three ambulances that are staffed 24 hours a day. That is absolutely good to know. And with having a staff that big, does that mean you're kind of ready for annexation if that's what ends up happening in the next couple of months? Absolutely. The annexation as it sits today, much of that area is already being served by station that is actually out in the county. Uh, Station 5 located on Pleasant Hill Road. Uh, it was formerly Summerhill Volunteer Fire Department when it was the county. Summerhill Fire Department disbanded around 2008, and we took that over immediately. So a lot of that area, Olive Branch Fire Department is already serving, and we're more than prepared to uh, take care of the citizens in that area, no matter how the annexation winds up. Well, that's good to know that we are already in capable hands, and it's something, especially being an area that you're already familiar with. True. So how does somebody like you become a firefighter and work your way all the way up to the top of it? That's a good question. Um, I became a firefighter in 1996 with the Olive Branch Fire Department. I started out actually as a reserve firefighter. The fire department formed its professional fire department as it is today in 1991. They hired nine firefighters uh, back in 91, and they've been growing ever since. 91 to about... 1997, it was a combination department where you had a group of firefighters working full-time in professional capacity and then a group of reserve volunteers that were working. 
And I got on in that reserve capacity, uh, worked, and then when a full-time position opened up, I tried out, and that's how I became a fireman. From that point on, I went ahead and got my paramedic license, I got promoted to lieutenant, and in 2005, I was promoted to battalion chief. Wow, that is a nice story. You don't hear many people start truly as a volunteer and work all the way up in industries anymore. So it's nice to see that that's exactly how you got this. Is that a way that a lot of people can become a firefighter now? Yeah, absolutely. You can start out. uh, There's several fine volunteer fire departments in our area that I would encourage anybody that's interested in that to go try out. They're always looking for firemen to add to their ranks, and that's a good opportunity to learn to see if you like the job. It's also really important to get your emergency medical technician uh, certification as a basic. Most of the calls that we do involve uh, medical emergencies, whether it be somebody is having a heart attack or car wrecks. That's the majority of the calls we do. Uh, Getting that EMT basic certification is important and it's very well needed. Speaking of the EMT license and from everything that you've been saying, it sounds like the fire industry is no longer just that. It has evolved and is continuing to evolve. Absolutely. The fire department, even when I started, most of it was firefighting and about a 50-50 mix of emergency medical calls and firefighting. Now, it involves hazardous materials, uh, going and taking care of any spill that might be going on, making sure we mitigate emergency situations. We also have a technical side that's involved in rope rescue, confined space rescue, and those firefighters here in Isle Branch are able to get certified in those things through the Mississippi Fire Academy. The paramedic roles, emergency medicine, we have about half of our firefighters that are certified as licensed paramedics, and that's the highest level of emergency medical technician that you can get. What that does is allows us to better serve the citizens in an emergency medical role. All of our fire trucks are staffed with at least one paramedic on that engine company to get to emergency medical calls and to take care of the patients as quickly as possible. In a lot of TV shows, Rescue Me, 911, and those kinds of ilk, you see the brotherhood that is with a fire department. And that's something that a lot of people crave, especially coming out of sports. Is that something that is really true? That is really true. There is a a sense of family, a sense of brotherhood with the people that you do work with because you spend so much time with them. We work 24-hour shifts. We spend 10 days a month together with each other. 10 days a month with other firefighters, that's going to draw you closer together. You're going to share experiences with those people that you're not going to share with maybe even your best friends or your family members. No, and I don't think that there's any way that you can because these are people that you're literally trusting with your life. And as much as you would love to get that from somebody else, you just kind of have to be able to go through it with them. And especially knowing about that life because you're sitting there eating dinner and then potentially you just drop everything and go. Yeah, if anytime we get a call, uh, we just quit what we're doing and go take care of the emergency call. That's what we're paid to do. And that's our job. And our goal is to get out there and to take care of the situation no matter what the emergency may be. Well, thank you so much for everything that you do. And it has been a pleasure to sit down and talk with you. And hopefully we can have you back on if there's ever anything that you're doing in the city and need our help. Absolutely, Cash. Thanks for stopping by. And uh, we'll be sure to get in contact with you if we do anything. All righty. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you have a lovely evening. All right, man. Appreciate it.
Are you tired of an unimpressive lawn or need some help from a local professional to get your yard the way you want it? Look no further than Master Lawn for your weed control and fertilizing needs. Master Lawn has been serving the Olive Branch community and surrounding areas for over 25 years and is ready to add you to their long list of satisfied customers. Contact them today for a free quote through their website, www.masterlawninc.com or call 901-250-0873. Guys and gals, i got a special guest today. I have Principal Chris Perkins of Lewisburg High School. We are sitting right here in his office. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. I wanted to say that uh, I saw a post on Facebook the other day that truly impressed me, and I didn't know this. I've known you for a little while, uh, and uh, I know how fantastic a guy you are. I know how well-received you are here at, the, at Lewisburg and how you were well-received at Olive Branch and Horn Lake, and you used to work with a really, really close friend of mine, Andy Orr, who passed, and he spoke nothing but high praises of you. And that when I saw this post, it showed that you were getting promoted, and that was in the Army National guard is that correct that's right um can you please elaborate to the listener um, who might not know what the army national guard is what it entails and what your role is in this sure i enlisted in the arkansas army national guard right as i was graduating from college in 2008 been in for 12 years now and going into my just signed my contract for my third enlistment and i recently was promoted to sergeant first class which is the rank or the grade is e7 and uh, I serve out of uh, Little Rock, North Little Rock, Arkansas, with the 106th Army Band. And when I first found out about the band, I, I didn't know much about the military, as uh, most people don't. You know, we, we see what we see on media and social media or on the news. And I was at an event, and there was a recruiting tent. And I walked up, and I saw this little sign that said, $50,000 student loan repayment. I was about to get married, and I was just coming out of college. That looked really, really enticing. And so I signed up very quickly and shipped to basic training, and I've been serving uh, ever since. That is awesome. Now, when I saw this and then you, when you and I spoke, you let me know that you were a part of the band. Uh, that I thought this was so intriguing. You know, that's something I didn't really know. I mean, you see the bands at, you know, events that, you know, the Army or military, things like that. I mean, like even when, like, presidents come in town, you know, there's people who play music. This, that, and I always, for some reason, I was novice of the idea that possibly that was just civilians that were former People who were in service that decided to play, and they, it was a voluntary basis. But I honestly did not know that that was actually a part of the actual armed services. And so it was super impressive. What, what instrument do you play for the band? So I play the guitar in the band, and it's a, sort of a little-known fact about what we do and, and where we play and that kind of stuff. A lot of times when people think of military bands, they think of the military marches, or you'll see them in a military parade or at some kind of you know ceremony, you know funerals, that kind of stuff. Um, and playing funeral honors, but we also are a huge recruiting arm of the military uh, with the recruiting department, and so we've actually got popular ensembles, and so I'm actually a guitar player in a rock band. So let me get this straight. Now, our armed services has a legit rock band. Absolutely. I play a 1986 Gibson Les Paul Custom, and uh, we, we rock it out and shred, and we play everything uh, from country to rock to R&B, we, we play it all. I have a newfound respect for the armed services right now. So, Chris, when I, when I saw that post, like I've mentioned before, I was really drawn to the idea of is that you're not only an educational leader, you're also a member of the armed services as well as a part of the armed services band uh, doing something a lot of kids don't know. And so you can be a highway of information to kids. Do you mention this opportunity to your kids or encourage them to ex expand their horizons when it comes to this kind of stuff? Absolutely. So not only when we perform 
perform and we're in the field doing missions and that kind of stuff. We play a lot of high schools. We go to colleges. And, and like I said, we're a huge recruiting arm for the Arkansas Army National Guard. And our job is to bring awareness to what all the military offers and to be the face of the Army and to, and to make us appealing. But also in my on the civilian side of education, uh, I've had plenty of students that I've worked with to help find the right fit. And like you said, by seeing me in my unique position as a bandsman, they realize there's a lot of ways that I can use my specific, very unique talents to fit into a specific slot in the military. Absolutely. So let me ask this question. I'm sure this is the question a lot of people ask is, is that by enlisting in the Army National Guard and you want to go to the band, does that mean that you have to serve in a combat capacity? Do you have to go to training? Can you give us some elaboration to somebody who hears this and is like, wow, this might be something I want to explore? Right. So a lot of people think, well, they just go to drill once a month and they just play the, you know, the band and music and that kind of stuff. But here's the thing about it is, we train just like every other soldier. When I enlisted in the military, I went to uh, the basic combat training just like everybody did my 10 weeks. And we come out, we receive the exact same training. We, we uh, qualify every year on the M4 just like everybody. We go through all the regular briefings just like every other soldier. And so if we were called to do so, we could be called up to go and perform overseas and to backfill other units that are overseas. But at the same time, if we had to put down our instruments and pick up weapons, we're trained to do that, and we could be called up at any moment. That adds to the resume as a, as a leader of a school, as a leader of a community, as part of our armed services, and I think that's absolutely impressive. I think it's, uh, I think it's a testament to your character. I've known you for a long time, and to, you know, I almost feel ashamed that I didn't even realize that you were in that. But you know, I think I speak for everybody when I say that uh, we appreciate your service, and we appreciate what you do for the schools, the community, and uh, what you bring to the table to give these kids a perspective that most people can't give. And so I think it's freaking awesome, and uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate you saying that. It's an honor to just sit here and bring more awareness to the Arkansas Army National Guard and just the military services in general uh, so that people can understand what it is we do on a day-to-day basis. Chris, again, thank you for your time, and uh, we look forward to seeing you around. Thank you, Zach. Man, how good were those interviews? So as a special bonus nugget of information, Believe it or not, the intro national anthem, as well as the guitar sounds you heard between our segments, was performed and provided by none other than Chris Perkins himself. Are you kidding me? Man, I'm telling you, it gave me goosebumps when he sent me the audio files. I could not wait to add them to this episode. Man, that is awesome, and they are done so well. Did he perform them for you, or were we just lucky enough to get a little bit of these recordings? I mean, I was kind of hoping he'd kick back the chair in his office and do a little (laughs) air guitar and some sounds with his mouth, but no, it didn't go down that way. Actually, no, he has a nice little home studio I think he plays. Uh, He's got a really cool guitar he mentioned in the interview, and uh, now he just sent me an email one night and said, check this out, and I was blown away. I hope we can get some more music like that, especially from anyone out there, and we can highlight these talents throughout the podcast. Absolutely agree. So, Cash, let's move on to sports, brother. And I couldn't be happier that we are because guess what? Football is back, baby. We both love football. Yes, baseball is wonderful. I love being able to commentate on that, but this is our bread and butter. This is what we have done our entire lives. So true, brother. So true. And Olive Branch and Lewisburg are going to be kicking it off with spring games this Thursday, May the 13th. And you will actually be able to see me and Zach out there. That's right, guys. Uh, I'll be at Olive Branch for sure. I think they are starting their game at 3.30 p.m. And they'll be taking on Lake Comrade, which is a 5A foe. But they are a talented group. So this should be an exciting game, especially this will be the first time we get to see Coach Russell's team in action as the new coach at Olive Branch. 
As well as later that night, I'll be traveling over to the Berg to see how Lewisburg is going to fare when they play Cenotopia at 6 p.m. They're also going to have the middle school come out and play at 4 p.m. And this is also another situation we'll get to see the first time Coach Dustin Hectorn's team perform as he has just taken over the program this past spring. And I've got to say, I can't be more excited because Lewisburg is one of my favorite places to watch a game. The parents are fanatics. Now that COVID has been lifted, we are expecting to see some amazing crowds cheering on these kids. Cash, it should be an electric atmosphere. And guys, make sure next week you listen in as I will try to be on the field and get post-game review and reports from both coaches. Additionally, Center Hill will play their spring game versus Holly Springs at Holly Springs on May 21st at 5 p.m., and we'll give you reports on that when it comes to that next week. Next, we are on to baseball, where Lewisburg was taking on Starkville in the second round of the playoffs. Unfortunately, Starkville only needed two games to handle them. They lost 2-1 in the first game on Thursday, and then they lost 3-2 in the finale on Friday. Cash, both teams played extremely well. I can tell you this, both teams had excellent performances out of their pitching cores. It was hard for either team to get on base. It was hard for any team to score, as you can see by the low scores. It was a tough way to see the Patriots you know, season close out, but I did see a lot of posts and a lot of comments from coaches, parents, kids, and they were real proud of these young men, and it was good to see there was a positive attitude as it was a close out of their season. And I expect nothing less from the Lewisburg Patriots fans. They love their team, and they love their community, and they're going to make sure that they have their back. Now, Cash, on my side, over Center Hill Baseball, we had a pretty exciting week. Um, I got to tell you, a lot of people didn't think we'd be in this game. Um, and I traveled myself and my beautiful wife all the way down to Neshoba Central for the first playoff game, which was on Thursday. And just to give you a quick update on that game, when it came to the bottom of the seventh, we were losing 1-0. We had two outs and two strikes. We were one pitch away from the first game being over, losing 1-0, and we rallied, fought hard, and before you know it, we won 5-1 to and Holy stunned cow. the Neshoba Central crowd with this victory on their home turf, which that is an impressive school, impressive stadium. Wow, let me tell you, impressive. And so we got to drive home pretty excited. Sadly, the second game, we did not fare as well on our home field. And took a beating a little bit, 8-4, to because it was a tough eight runs early in the game, oh, and no. we were trying to play catch-up. It's not easy to catch up off of eight runs. No. But on Saturday, we drove three more hours back down to Shoba Central, and in a thrilling ball game, in a def- defensive stand, we won 5-4, to and it means we have advanced to the third round of the playoffs, which will start on May 15th against Saltillo at Saltillo. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but y'all had a a tough series against them earlier in the year. So the top four teams in the north half, three of them are in our district. The number one, two, and three, which was Lafayette, Saltillo, and us. And then only Ridgeland from any other part of the state, or north part of the state, I should say, are in it. And so Ridgeland and Lafayette are playing each other in the other side, and we are playing Saltillo. Yes, we have played Saltillo before. This is the team that synonymously came with brooms and dustpans thinking they were going to sweep us, and we were able to send them packing and ask them to clean up the grounds behind them as they <laughs> left. So it will be a contentious ball game. The fans are a little rowdy. They also talk a little too much, not afraid to say that out loud. And so it'll definitely be one we're going to have to have some administration and other people there to make sure things stay civil. It should be a good ball game. I'm wishing great luck for our boys. 
I'm right there with you and couldn't be happier that we have just that kind of fun atmosphere for these kids to be able to experience in high school. Absolutely. It's a long time since the Center Hill baseball team has ever made it this far in the playoffs. We wish those boys a great amount of luck. Absolutely. That's going to wrap it up for sports, and we want to let you know about something that is happening down in Hernando. This is happening because of our partner podcast, Under the Water Tower. This is something that's called Water Tower Sessions with Mississippi Music, and they will be having a special songwriters night featuring Keith Peluso, Jeremy Stanfell, and Stephen Michael. This night will take place on May the 14th on the Panola Street Courtyard at 8 p.m. Cash, this is going to be a great experience for anyone who decides to travel out. This is going to have some amazing music, and it's going to be something different and unique that's not really here much in this area. I'm proud of my guys at the UTW for putting this together. And so if you're interested in going to this, you can purchase tickets, and we will put the link in our show notes. They are $30 for a single, $50 for a couple, and you can even do $400 for a table of eight. This should make for a great evening, and so I hope you come out. Now also, guys, the following day, right there at Hernando Square, is going to be one of the largest fairs in the state. And that is a fair where they sell crafts, paintings, goods, food, live music, the works. And so if you're interested in going, Cash and I are going to be there and we might get to run into you. Yeah, this is something that's going to be a lot of fun that we're hoping can be brought over into Olive Branch. Specifically somewhere around Old Town to where we can really get the feel of Olive Branch. I couldn't agree more, Cash. I mean, could you just imagine people set up all through the shops of area of Old Town, as well as on that main street right in front of the courthouse? I mean, other than having a few officers there to make sure crossing the road traffic, or we just block off that main part of Old Goodman, that would be a major event and thoroughfare. I'm hoping that maybe we'll discuss that when it comes to the mayor candidates at the end of the month. 100%. That's what's the most frustrating part about this is I can imagine it and I can imagine how big it would be for the community. As always, we hope you enjoyed our show. If you are interested in becoming an advertiser with us, please reach out to us at theobpodcast at gmail.com or you can contact us through one of our social media pages on Facebook or Twitter. And that is at obpod. And if you haven't already, go ahead and give us a like and five stars on whatever listening device you decide to choose. Spotify, Apple, Google, we're on all of them. We're trying to make this as convenient for you as possible. Again, if you heard any advertiser on our show, this is someone who believes in our podcast and believes in our positive message to promote our community in the best way possible. Please give them a listen, a look, or check out their services they provide. It means the world to us. Guys, to close out the episode, I want to say a special Happy Mother's Day to my mother, Sherry Sims, as well as I want to say Happy Mother's Day from my kids to my amazing wife, Alicia. And I want to give a special Happy Mother's Day to my mother, Teresa Lovett. If you see her out at the South Haven Starbucks, please just give her a nice little wave and she will appreciate it. As always, guys, we look forward to every week doing this for you and hope you enjoyed the show. But until then, I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see you all next week. (laughs) 